0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the December 8, 2015, meeting of the Transportation Authority Plans and Programs Committee. I am Vice Chair Julie Christensen, subbing today for uh, our laryngitis-stricken Chair Katie Tang to my left, uh, and am here with Commissioner Norman Yee. Uh, Steve Stamos is our clerk, and we'd like to thank uh, Charles Kremenak and Phil Jackson of T V for making it possible uh, for the public to view today's meeting over SFGovTV. Um, Mr. Clerk, roll call.
1: Item 1, roll call. Commissioner Breed. Breed absent. Commissioner Christensen. Here. Christensen present. Commissioner Farrell. Farrell absent. Commissioner Tang. Tang present. Commissioner Yee. Present. Yee present. We have quorum.
0: Thank you. Uh, can you read item two
1: item two citizens advisory committee report this is an information item
2: good morning commissioners Um, I think I'm suffering the same thing you are so uh, I I will keep it brief also Um, just two items really that I wanted to discuss today Uh, item number six on your agenda the allocation of six hundred thirty-eight and a half thousand dollars in prop k funds Uh, the CAC approved this unanimously Uh, There were two items in this, the Upper Polk uh, Streetlight was part of the uh, Upper Polk streetscape project. Um, The only concern we had was with regard to its coordination with the uh, Van SBRT project, so that's maybe something that you may want to talk to MTA about. And um, the second item regarding Sloat Boulevard, this request reallocates funds from the backlog of uh, traffic calming implementation uh, projects to Slope Boulevard project. Uh, so we, one of our concerns was uh, how how that would be backfilled and so how those funds would be uh, put back into the traffic calming portion of that. So on item number seven, um, regarding the congestion management plan, we also approved this unanimously. Um, three items that came up uh, in our questions regarding uh, level of service uh, as a CEQA, threshold. uh was repealed by uh, Senate Bill 743, but it's uh, uh, TA staff assured us it was still a, a good useful measurement measurement. Um, MTA's red carpets have been shown to keep uh, or part of part of why bus service is maintained at a consistent level while other speeds of, of vehicles are, are dropping. Uh, so these red carpets appear to be working. Um, and then the congestion management plan is um, was also asked they were, we we're also asking about uh, why we don't see things about uh, off-peak hours in the congestion management plan um, and the reason being that uh, other other projects take care of these uh, off-peak hours or at least they look at look at them so those are the three three things that we looked at in item number seven um, and that's kind of all we did
3: thank you very thank much
2: you. thank you
0: Mr. Clerk item three
1: Ooh, uh, we'll take public comment on oh, item sorry. three sorry.
0: do we have public comment on the CIC report? Seeing none. Public comment closed. Item
1: 3. Consent calendar. Items 3 to 4 comprise the consent calendar. These items are considered routine. Staff is not planning to present on these items. but are prepared to present if desired. If a member objects, any of the consent items may be removed and considered separately. Moved.
0: We need public comment on these items. Any public comment? Seeing none. Public comment closed. Want to I'm do that moving. again? So moved. The item is passed. Um, item five.
1: Item five: Recommend appointment of one member to the Citizens Advisory Committee. This is an action item.
0: Do we have? Uh-
4: Good morning, Chair and committee members. I'm Mike Pickford uh, with the, the authority. Uh, So the Transportation Authority Citizens Advisory Committee has 11 members, each serving a two-year term. The Plans and Programs Committee recommends and the Board appoints individuals to fill any CAC vacancies. Neither Transportation Authority staff nor the CAC itself make recommendations on appointments. To qualify for appointment to the CAC, applicants must be San Francisco residents and must appear before this committee at least once to speak to their interest and qualifications. Attachment one for this item shows information about current committee members. And the list of applicants for the vacant position is attachment two. uh, And detailed application materials for each applicant can be found in the enclosure. The vacancy under consideration today is the result of the resignation of Raymond Smith. And there are a total of 27 applicants that you can consider for the vacancy. And with that, I can take any questions. Thank you. I believe we have at least a couple of people here to speak.
0: So at this time, uh, if we have members of the public that are interested in this position, if you could just come forward, introduce yourself.
5: Uh, Good morning, committee. Uh, My name is Joe Lake. I am a resident of District 6. I live in Soma and um, have lived in San Francisco for a a little over six years at this point. And... One of the reasons that I I love living here is um, I'm actually originally from Southern California. I'm from the San Diego area and I find that the transportation system here is, is far and away. Uh, superior to that of San Diego, um, especially the public transportation system. Uh, for ex- I have actually been able to sell my car. I don't even need to, to drive around anymore. I'm able to get everywhere using public transportation and am someone who is a, a frequent user of, of really most forms of transportation. I, uh, when I lived in the Mission, I would take the BART to work every day. Uh, now I regularly take the Muni bus or, or the Muni train uh, to get around. Um, also, uh, you know, occasionally we'll you know take a ride with with friends and things like that. So I have a, a some some idea of uh, the various forms of transportation, and I'm um, you know interested in being part of the citizens advisory committee to kind of um, you know first get more involved in my community. And uh, I live in Soma on um, on Folsom between Fourth and Fifth, and that's kind of a place where I'm seeing a lot of uh, transportation. Growth and changes. We have the the, the tunnel uh, system that's with the metro that's being put in along the Fourth Street corridor, and. Um Additionally, we have uh, bike lanes that are trying to be put in on Folsom and, uh, you know, being a voice of the neighborhood, I think, is something I uh, would be good at uh, in being able to represent the interests of District 6. Um, I also uh, work for the government, uh, for the federal government, in a completely uh, unrelated role, but I have some understanding of, you know, generally how bureaucracies work. I've been on committees uh, in that role um, as well. So, um, yeah, I'm very interested and I appreciate your consideration.
0: Thank you, Mr. Lake. Thank you. Anyone else want to speak to this item?
6: Good morning, commissioners. My name is Doreen Horston, and I applied to represent District 6. I've lived in District 6 since 2004, and I walk, bicycle, and ride Muni as my primary modes of transportation. I'm a parent, and our family is car free. Um, Professionally I'm a librarian with the San Francisco Public Library and I'm in my tenth year of service with the library. I spent five years just across the plaza at the main library as a government documents librarian so I'm pretty familiar with local government and I've read a lot of the publications that are already out there. Um, From 2008 to 2011 I was a member of the library's green stacks committee and in 2010 I received a green and blue award, award for my work on sustainable transportation. Since then, I've been observing a lot of the changes that have been happening in the neighborhood. Um, I read the waterfront transportation assessment, and I was very pleased and relieved to see that many of the issues I'm concerned about are mentioned in that report. I live right in the middle of the study area, and I travel within District 6 every day. If selected, I would like to continue the work that's described in the report, and my biggest priorities would be safety for pedestrians and bicyclists and reliable transit. Some of the issues I'd like to work on are traffic calming and smart enforcement, barriers between bike lanes and car lanes or at least more visual signs like more green paint, conversations with developers and businesses to encourage safe, secure bike parking so that we can get more people out onto their bikes without having to worry about theft, uh, safer pedestrian crossings and an overall awareness of bicycle and pedestrian needs as these projects move forward. I hope you'll consider my application. I already serve the people of San Francisco as a librarian and I would be honored to serve as a member of the Citizens Advisory Committee. Thank you.
0: Thanks for your already considerable service. Anyone else to speak to this item? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Colleagues, comments?
3: Um It's one of these things where it's always difficult to make these choices. Um, I I think both candidates actually are pretty well qualified to serve on this. Um, I don't know if any of them had spoken to Supervisor Kim or not. Uh, Has any of you? I
0: I, I have, actually.
3: Uh, Well, I was talking to the candidates. (laughs) Um, And I guess when I – because they seem to be both qualifying and – I'm looking at the existing um, uh, committee members. And um, one of the things I've noticed is that this is a dominance of males versus females. And it'd be nice to have some gender balance in this. And, and so I'm in favor of um, of uh, nominating uh, Doreen Hostin. Um And it's not this, uh, there's any slight to uh, Mr. Lake.
0: So we do have, uh, as I understand it, we have a request from Supervisor Kim uh, with respect to both of the candidates who came down today. Um, she asked that this be postponed until the full, that a decision be postponed just a little bit until the full committee hearing. Um, and so actually, if uh, I if would that with you, Commissioner.
3: Uh, Out of respect of um, the uh, supervisor of the district, I would withdraw my nomination. All
0: right. Um, So do we have a motion to forward this without recommendation to full committee? Motion. Seconded. Uh, The House has changed. We recognize uh, Commissioner Breed. Welcome. Good morning. Uh, We need to take a roll call on that then.
1: On item five, Commissioner Breed.
0: This is on the motion to forward with no recommendations. Thank
1: you. Um, Breed, aye. Commissioner Christensen. Aye. Christensen, aye. Commissioner Farrell. Federal absent. Commissioner Tang? Tang, aye. Commissioner Yi, Aye. Yee, aye. The item passes.
0: So uh, thank you both of those of you who came today. This is going to postpone your um, uncertainty just a little bit longer, but recommend that um, you get in, in touch with uh, Supervisor Kim if you can, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the full committee. Thank you. Item 6.
1: Item 6, recommend allocation of 638477 in Prop K funds with conditions subject to the attached fiscal year cash flow distribution schedule. This is an action item. Good morning. I'm Mike Good morning. Pickford once more.
4: Um, all right. So this morning we have two Prop K requests. Uh, The first request is for construction uh, for uh, Polk Streetscape signal modifications which would upgrade the remaining five intersections on this Vision Zero corridor that are not being upgraded by other complementary projects. The intersections in question are McAllister, Sutter, Pine, Bay, and North Point Streets, and the upgrades will improve accessibility for pedestrians and visibility of the signals. Uh, Pedestrian countdown signals have already been installed at these locations. Um, For context, there are a number of other projects, including the Polk Streetscape project um, and two major signal projects around which the project team will be coordinating. Specifically, the signal work would be constructed in in close coordination with the uh, Streetscape project to avoid causing additional construction impacts. Uh, The second request uh, is to provide additional construction phase funding to implement uh, pedestrian improvements at two intersections on Sloat Boulevard. Um, the project would construct bulbouts, curb ramps, and medium impro- median improvements at Everglade Drive, and uh, pedestrian hybrid beacons, also called Hawk beacons, and bulbouts would be constructed at 23rd Avenue. Uh, so this allocation would supplement an earlier construction phase Prop K allocation to cover cost increases for the project, uh, which are because the project had to be redesigned according to Caltrans guidelines, and because the original low bidder on the project uh, backed out due to financial hardship, meaning the construction contract had to be um, rebid. Um, the allocation requires a waiver of Prop K strategic plan policy to allow uh, public works to use Prop K funds for a uh, construction contract that's already been awarded. And uh, to fund this allocation, we would amend the Traffic Calming Five-Year Prioritization Program to reduce the amount uh, that's programmed to a line item for traffic calming projects. Uh, With that, I can take any questions.
0: Colleagues, any questions? All right. Thank you, Mr. Biffgert. Any public comment on this item? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Can we take this item, same house, same call? The item passes. Item 7.
1: Item 7 recommend approval of the 2015 San Francisco Congestion Management Program. This is an action item. Mr. Cooper, welcome.
7: Thank you. Good morning, Commissioners. Um, I'm Drew Cooper. Uh, I'm here to present the Congestion Management Program. Uh, I'll talk about the legislative requirements of it and the results from this year's monitoring. So the purpose of the CMP is to strengthen the links between uh, the transportation system performance and the policy investment and planning decisions that we make. We do this by tracking every two years the performance of the transportation system, land use changes, and changes in travel demand. We then make sure we are in conformity with congestion management requirements, which set performance standards. Um, And then we coordinate San Francisco project priorities and funding eligibility. Approval of the 2015 San Francisco Congestion Management Plan confirms San Francisco's project priorities for the Regional Transportation Implementation Program, which will be reviewed by the MTC along with other Bay Area congestion management programs for consistency with the RTP, which is the Regional Transportation Plan. Um, since 1990, Since 1990, legislation establishing statewide CMP requirements uh, has required that it be developed by the designated Congestion Management Agency, which is the Transportation Authority for San Francisco. It's required to be updated and adopted every two years, and it must include the following components. Uh, Level of service monitoring on the CMP network, multimodal performance measures, uh, an approach for analyzing the impacts of land use changes. Uh, documentation of the Congestion Management Agency's Travel Demand Model, Travel Demand Management Element, and a seven-year capital implementation program. Uh, The map on the right shows the CMP network, which defines the road segments that we monitor. So let's take a look at uh, 2015 monitoring results. Uh, We use level of service to measure the performance of the roadway network for traffic. Uh, level level of service is a measure of auto congestion based on speed, and it is required by state law. We found that between 2013 and 2015, average traffic speeds decreased. Uh, although it's worth noting that they're still higher than they were up through the early and mid 2000s. This chart summarizes average speeds by facility type, arterial and freeway, during the AM and PM peak travel periods. Average arterial speeds decreased by about 3 miles per hour in both the a.m. and p.m. peak periods. <coughs> and average freeway speeds declined by less than a mile an hour in the uh, a.m. peak period and about 3 miles per hour in the evening period. For transit performance, uh, we monitor Muni's rubber tire fleet uh, using onboard APC units, which record the times that buses arrive at and depart from transit stops, including dwell time, which is the time that it takes to load and unload passengers. We mapped Muni bus routes to where they overlap with CMP segments so that we could compare auto to transit, uh, auto speeds to transit speeds by segment. Uh, the map on the right shows average bus speeds with red being slower and green and blue being faster. Average bus speeds were 8.7 miles per hour in the AM period, which is down one tenth of one mile an hour uh, from the 2013 monitoring period. Uh, and seven point nine miles per hour in the evening period, which is also down about one tenth of one mile an hour, although average transit speeds declined, the magnitude was much less than gen- uh, general traffic speeds, which has led to transit becoming more competitive with automobiles in terms of speed. Uh, we use the measure um, we use the measurement of the auto to transit speed ratio, which is simply the auto speed Divided by the transit speed Mm -hmm. Uh, a lower auto to transit speed ratio indicates that transit is more competitive while a higher ratio indicates that it is less competitive Um, Between 2013 and 2015 the auto to transit speed ratio Mm -hmm. uh, Dropped from 2 to 1.7, which uh, is a movement in the direction that we would like to see If we look just at red carpet lanes that were installed between the 2013 and 2015 monitoring periods Uh, on Clay, Geary, O'Farrell, and Market, uh, transit speeds remained relatively stable, changing by less than one mile an hour in either direction, Um, with the exception of O'Farrell between Mason and Market, where the bus would still be subject to delays at the intersection with Market. Uh, By comparison, general traffic speeds on these same segments declined by an average of two miles per hour, uh, ranging between one and four miles per hour. In our role as Congestion Management Agency, we're engaged in a work plan that uh, both directly and indirectly aims to address transportation network performance uh, issues. Um, Some examples on this slide are at the regional level, we're engaged in the core capacity transit study led by the MTC, which seeks to identify um, long-term transit needs for the region. Uh, At the local level, we have several travel demand management program involvement projects uh, that seek to um, incentivize uh, travel by modes other than single occupant vehicle and reduce uh, people's reliance on that as their primary mode of travel. Uh, And we also are engaged in planning efforts to better coordinate land use and transportation, Uh, one example of which is the rail storage alternatives analysis and Boulevard feasibility study. Uh, This is only a partial list. And a more detailed list is available in the executive summary in your packet. I'm happy to take any questions if you have them.
0: Colleagues, do you have questions on this? I have a few.
7: Um,
0: So multimodal, are we really just looking at public transportation and automobile? It doesn't include
7: bicycles? So... We have not reported uh, bicycle or pedestrian performance yet. We have started this year uh, monitoring volumes, and we would like to uh, come up with some measures to better measure performance for these modes going forward, but they were not included in this year's.
0: And, and it seems to me that the state focuses on streets. What happens going forward with BRT, subway, other significant transportation projects?
7: Um, We have some leeway to, to, so through multimodal performance measures, we can seek to highlight these kinds of projects. Mm -hmm. Um, As of right now, it's still required that we do uh, level of service (coughs) monitoring. With SP 743, that requirement is expected to go away, um, which will substantially change um, how different modes are um, reported in this in this report?
0: Does the reporting cadence stay the same, just with different criteria?
7: I'm sorry. Does the
0: reporting cadence? Do you want to? To uh, Drew's answer, Tilly Chang, Executive Director.
8: So, Commissioner Christensen, the CMP law only requires that we monitor automobile level of service, but it doesn't preclude us from measuring other things. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the things that we do try to depict, going back to your earlier question about multimodal on, on bike and ped, is the network itself. To the extent that the bicycle um, facility network is more complete, more connected, uh, higher levels of protection for cyclists and comfort for cyclists, that is an indicator itself. Uh, the network itself as an indicator of um, quality and performance for the bike sector. Uh, On on traffic safety, we try to report those statistics as well um, to to depict what is the condition for travelers by foot and by bike. Uh, To your question about BRT and subway, those should get picked up in our, uh, as Drew mentioned, the travel time statistics. So the more we provide more dedicated, uh, reliable, fast transit service, that should get picked up in the performance measures on the average speed of transit relative to Uh, automobiles over time that's how the system metrics should pick those investments up
0: and in what way will this reporting requirement likely change uh, so
8: the law has already indicated and has been passed SB 743 that we should no longer officially um, require a um, level of service. Currently it's still on the books, but the, regular, the rulemaking is in progress now. It's so this, level of
0: service for automobiles.
8: Right, right. And that's not to say that it's not a, va- a valid planning measure, um, but it's just that it's uh, something that is quite narrow, and many jurisdictions were only monitoring that and mm-hmm. or using that as a, a reason not to uh, monitor other things so the, the law will i don 't think it will not be prescriptive. in fact, the state transportation plan transportation plan is calling for multimodal performance measures to be established by each jurisdiction
0: mm-hmm. and um, this also includes um, analyzing the impact of land use changes yes. i don 't notice that component of this report
8: yes, it should be in there in fact there 's been a lot of work on, on the on the part of multiple agencies here. Um, The planning department, MTA, mayor's office, ourselves have been working on things like uh, the transportation sustainability program which is a three part program starting with the fee on residential and institutional uses that came before the board. The next one will be a TDM ordinance, a demand management ordinance to also provide guidance and a mechanism for developers to uh, show how they're contributing through their design of their projects, the the trip reduction goal. Um, And then third, we expect the CEQA um, reform that Drew mentioned earlier earlier to take hold officially here um, once we have guidance from the state. So there's a three-part program where the development review process, we hope, will benefit from um, a streamlined, clear, transparent process, a simpler process, and a more multimodal process that aligns better with our transit-first policies.
0: And so this, this reporting methodology counts the travel pace of vehicles on our streets but it doesn't register in any way or measure the quantity of those vehicles. volumes, Volumes.
8: yeah. I'll I'll let Drew answer that.
7: So um, we do, uh, we have started monitoring on these same segments uh, volumes, uh, but this is a program that we also started this year. And so um, I didn't include it in this presentation because there's nothing at a previous time point to compare it to. Um, but we do intend to monitor that going forward. Um, in addition to traffic counts, um, vehicle miles traveled is a, is a useful metric that is likely to come out of the uh, Senate Bill 743 mm-hmm. um, process, uh, which is a, which captures both the kind of volume and duration of, of travel in a more holistic way. And so that's a, that's a metric that we would like to move towards, uh, but haven't yet.
0: Well, so I think, so it, it seems that the, the primary purpose of doing this report is meeting a state requirement. My question is, can we learn anything from it in the process? <laughs> I mean, are, are we gaining useful information here, or are these issues being addressed in other forums in other ways so that?
7: Sure. Um, so we believe that it is useful to understand what the state of um, The transportation system performance is, uh, especially over time, so that we can learn trends from it. Um, We also use this as a way to frame our work program in terms of meeting those goals. Um, And so, for example, um, transit lane projects, uh, red lane projects, transit signal priority projects, uh, we can see through this monitoring that um, those seem to be working in um, isolating that mode from the effects of general congestion. So this is uh, an affirmation of the work that we have been doing and an encouragement to keep doing that kind of work. Do you have anything you'd like to add?
8: Just to add to that, um, Supervisor, I think we've been using these updates every two years. I consider them snapshots, really. Just let us know how we're doing. If you look at the long arc of the trends, um, b- given especially that we have grown 10,000 people per year, and this is all in the report we described, that we're doing pretty well. Um, it does feel congested out there. People are frustrated. It's, it's, it's confusing. There's more folks using the street now on bike and ped. That's an indication that our land use and our transportation strategies are working and our economy is strong. So I think that um, what this tells us is that our, our long-term goals are working and our long-term strategies are working in that people are taking transit. It could be much worse from a congestion standpoint. Um, that we didn't highlight today, but the transit ridership is booming on all three of our major services, Muni, BART, and Caltrain, and as a result of that, it has uh, reduced the impact that could have been even worse on the congestion side, on the auto circulation side. We also see construction out there. Various of you have mentioned that in your briefings, that there's certainly a lot of roadworks and, and buildings, that are going up, and the construction uh, impacts of that on the, on traffic is certainly felt as well. Um, and then finally, there's, um, uh, there's uh, I think that's yeah, the the, the roadworks itself, the the, um, the the new projects, and the land use strategies. There's this indication that because the folks are coming in and using transit. Overall, we're managing okay, but it's time to really start thinking about long-term investment in cap capacity. So big, big um, investments that can be more transformative, uh, things on the order of a downtown extension of Caltrain or the next extension of the central subway to Fisherman's Wharf or to make the Muni Metro Tunnel really uh, move people more efficiently across town. So that's the, the takeaway from this work is that we're on the right track. Uh, more and more people are using um, our streets. Our land-use strategies are working. They're, we're putting it in the right tra- transit-oriented way and making it uh, pedestrian-oriented as well, but that we do need to keep investing in the next generation of traffic management to smooth out traffic, give users more options and choices, tell them which um, options and routes might be better for them, direct them to transit in real time, but also make sure that the long-term capacity on transit is also there.
0: So I think those are, those are all, obviously, our primary goals, getting people out of private cars in, into other forms of transportation. It seems like perhaps this study is a little bit of a throwback when we were mostly worried about how effectively we could move cars around our cities. But it also seems an opportunity to look at things like residence times. You know, it's, We have a lot of vehicles on the street, so I'm assuming there are more cars than there used to be. We are restricting where cars can go. Actually, mm, we, we've actually true. had that's a decrease. Right. So yes. we're restricting where cars can go so they're in fewer places, right. so they appear more congested. Right. But I also, and, and Mr. Cooper and I talked about this during a briefing, um, we don't seem to know the impacts of construction, right, right. or other things that contribute to congestion for vehicles. I'm, I'm presuming as long as there are some cars on the road, it doesn't benefit any of us to have them circling the block or sitting in place, you know, spewing fumes for longer than necessary, and certainly the frustration levels um, have increased in terms of of how challenging that is, and so um, it it just seemed an opportunity to look at, you know, how can we kind of clear things out and get things moving at at a safe pace. Safety,
8: yes.
5: Yeah.
0: Safety is the key. I think,
8: um, thank you for mentioning that we have been shifting right-of-way to pedestrian, bike, and transit modes. I mean, those are policy decisions that we're making in a cumulative level that withdraws some capacity from automobiles. And is not to punish motorists. It's not to make life difficult unnecessarily. We're also seeing a lot of trends and private services coming into the market and offering a whole new set of options to folks. And employers are, are part of the solution as well, providing shuttle services and other uh, flexible work times. And so those are part of the toolkit of solutions that we appreciate the engagement of the private sector as well. Um, But, yes, I think those are all three trends that are happening. Our investments are working. Our land use is working. We do have construction impacts, and we also have right-of-way shifts that are implementing our our major um, multimodal investments.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Colleagues, any other questions? Commissioner Breed.
9: Thank you. Um, I have some questions about traffic control officers and why there isn't a detailed description in the report about traffic control officers and the role that they play in supporting issues around traffic congestion?
7: Um, We did not, through this report, look at um, enforcement. Uh, However...
9: Just to be clear, um, not necessarily enforcement, but uh, traffic control in terms of traffic management. um, As you may know, um, in certain intersections, especially during um, peak commuter times, there are uh, lights that are not necessarily properly synced. There are cars that are congested in intersections on a regular basis. I mean, this is happening all over the city where there's just a lot of congestion and with proper uh, light sinking, as well as traffic control officers to help manage that traffic, it could definitely be a lot safer so in talking about a report around traffic congestion, I just with the, you know in my my thoughts are so that there should be some sort of detailed recommendation around traffic control officers specifically as a part of the the entire package and not just the nuts and bolts of what's necessary to change the city, change the infrastructure, but more importantly, what else can we add to, to, to try and address the situation? Because it's, it's not a part of the solution right now.
7: Um, I, that's true. We did not include uh, traffic control officers or devices or any of that in this study. Um, I believe that to do a thorough job, it would probably require a, a separate study. Um, that this might not be the right vehicle for that. but. I'd...
8: Commissioner, point well taken. I think we can certainly describe this current situation, uh, working with these FMT and refer to their studies that have also documented this. So we'll incorporate it uh, by reference and do a better job next time to incorporate a deeper dive on that topic.
9: Yeah, because, I mean, this is important, and I just want to make sure... That I know that we basically produce this report every two years, and we look at some of the trends, we look at the infrastructure, we look at what we can do better, but I don't think it's being very responsible to do it without making sure we're exploring all avenues. Whether the TA is financially paying for those or not, it doesn't matter. We need to make sure, I mean, this is really, you know, the body that looks at transportation as a whole in the city in partnership with MTA. And this is being left off the table time and time again.
0: No, that we're happy to incorporate it. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Colleagues, any other comments? Do I have a motion on this item? Can I get a motion to forward?
3: Forward. Seconded?
0: <clears throat> uh, we need a roll call a vote? vote.
1: On item 7, Commissioner Breed? Aye. Breed, aye. Oh, sorry. Public comment.
0: Sorry. Oh, sorry. Thank public you. comment. Okay. Thank you. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. Sorry, roll call vote.
1: On uh, item seven, Commissioner Breed? Aye. Breed, aye. Commissioner Christensen? Aye. Christensen, aye. Commissioner Farrell? Aye. Farrell, aye. Commissioner Tang? Tang, aye. Commissioner Yi? Aye. Yi, e, aye. The item passes.
0: Right, right, Mr. Clerk, item eight.
1: Item eight, introduction of new items. This is an information item.
0: Do we have any new items? Seeing none.
1: A comment
0: on that. Oh, public comment. Any new items? No. Public comment is closed.
1: <clears throat> Item 9, public comment.
0: Do we have any This is general ge- public comment.
10: This is, this is, uh, general, this public is
0: general public, 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 public comment. General. Okay, thank you. This would be your moment. <laughs>
10: <laughs> okay. On, of lecturing on holiness and discussion of of performing. Oh, come on. Virtues of brightly express humanity and meaningful pathways on course to accomplishment of one's destiny and good success. One actually could make unity of holy original nature and worldly working benefits for a common heavenly destiny or pathway of un- unified true credit at work. The construction of open, bright National Research Center of methodological, methodological Holy Studies, the National Memorial Hall for Holy Great Divine of Virtue or Establishment, the National United City Meditation Television System, the National Holy Mercy of External Pathway of World Rescue Preaching Meeting, Citywide Regular Social Recreation Party of Celebration, are the five centers of unified politics, holiness, education, and social programs of pathways our foundation from a methodological meeting for a holy petitioner's lifetime collaboration, man must take on one's heavenly destinies always for choose true existence with heavenly true self-nature in games of well-being for one's career and family. For the shape of national and worldly securities, we must cultivate all our people to be purely uprighteous and be able to uplift everyone from the falling by the worldly rescue system I have discussed above.
0: Any other public comment? Director?
8: Thank you. Um, Through the chair, and today it's very fitting. It's nice to see uh, Vice Chair Christensen taking the helm. I just wanted to express on behalf of staff our appreciation for your service on the Transportation Authority, since this may be your last week on the board. um, We just want to recognize your leadership and your, your thoughtful service on the TA. Uh, on this body on this committee in particular you've been um, interested in almost every item we present you ask thoughtful questions you give us insight you know the witness the last discussion we just had on the cmp You read our materials. Your 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 staff are fantastic, um, and just want to recognize um, how much we appreciate that leadership and that involvement, engagement, um, and your guidance over the over the past year or two. Um, The Central Subway Project Phase Three, you requested that work, and you're going to see that move forward. Uh, The Kearney Street study through your Neighborhood Transportation Improvement Program took shape, along with the East-West, not just the North-South streets along Washington, Stockton, of course, and Powell moved forward. It's a long, long list. Columbus is also. Moving forward with a lot of safety improvements um, the Polk Street work of course and safe routes to school I mean throughout the district so your impact even though your time was short has been very deep and we really appreciate it again and look forward to working with you in your next capacity
0: thank you I can return all those comments I'm very grateful to you and and to your staff for all the help that you've provided in the last year thank you very much and to my colleagues Um, with that
1: item 10 adjournment
0: we are adjourned